Aloha and welcome to UHA's Connecting the Dots podcast. I'm Kainoa Carlson of Hi Now. Connecting the Dots starts now. Today we're connecting the dots on what's in your water with Michael Hernandez Soria of Hawaiian Cool Water. Now, Mike is the founder and owner of Hawaiian Cool Water. And under the Hawaiian Cool Water brand, Mike also owns Hawaii Legacy Brands, Coffee Systems Hawaii, and AAA Best Water. Now, combined, these three companies are Hawaii's leading provider of commercial and residential water treatment, water filtration, and break room services. Mike graduated from Duke University, so he's a blue devil, with a degree in biomedical and electrical engineering. He earned a master's degree from Harvard in 2004, a man very well-versed in all things H2O. How's it, Michael? How are you? Very good. Thanks. Uh, first of all, thanks for jumping on here, and, and I want to get right into it. Um, let's talk about the kind of contaminants uh, that can be found in tap water. A lot of things can be found in tap water, depending on where you are. We are blessed in Hawaii that our tap water is pretty good um, in general. We've got some some new things in the news lately that that we should probably address today, but in general, without potentially petroleum from Red Hill or something like that. Um, you've got chlorine, which is what they use to disinfect the water and to keep it biologically safe. And there's byproducts, disinfection byproducts that come from that. You've got calcium and magnesium, um, which will affect the performance of your water heater and your dishwasher, getting your, your, your plates and your glasses and, and, and dishware um, cloudy over time. Maybe if you have a glass shower, that scale buildup on your shower heads and that kind of thing, but it'll affect the performance of, uh, of a water heater over time. Um, and then pesticides and fertilizers, especially on the West side and former agricultural areas. And that can, that if you're not used to it or, uh, especially like nitrates, which come from fertilizers, it can upset people's stomach. Wow. So, I mean, just, um, on its most base level though, when it comes to water, um, even if you're, I mean, this is different than tap water, but even if you're at the, like not all water is the same, right? Like when, even when you're going out and, and you, you, you want to purchase drinking water, you say, you, you know what I mean? Cause there's so much out there now, but there's, there's <laughs> not all water is the same. When I was growing up, right? <laughs> like the bottled water was like a ultra premium, luxurious thing that like came from like Europe or whatever. Right. And, and now it's an entire aisle, the grocery store, the number of choices that you have just for like, you know, water has become a category right and, yeah and a lot of, and people have preferences and they have different um different things that uh they, they have yeah it is it's 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 interesting um i want to jump back into um we're talking about water and and you, you touch out uh out on the west side with pesticides and, and everything gets affected um but how effective are the water filters found in we're just talking about it, stores or water filtration systems uh, in removing the contaminants you, you mentioned previously. So this, and I should, I should give a shout out to Ernie Lau and the Board of Water Supply. They really do a really fantastic job. You can tell how passionate he is, especially with this whole Thank Red you, thing. Ernie Lau. Yeah. Um, they, uh, he is a very smart, very professional guy. Um, and uh, that organization is, is, is filled with really good people. Uh, and we're very lucky from that perspective. But even within EPA guidelines, there are some things that are allowed in small levels. Petroleum is allowed under EPA guidelines to be in the water up to a, up to a certain uh, point. 
And then there's a lot of things that aren't even regulated yet that may be in your water. Your store-bought filter is not really going to, it's not a high capacity, number one, and it may not be taking care of those emerging contaminants. And in general, people don't change them as often as they should. It's a pretty small capacity filter, which means it should be changed on a regular basis. What's but a regular basis? Like how often should it people depends be depends on how much you're using it. Gotcha. And, and, and it's better than nothing. No, absolutely. It, I actually wanted to ask, I mean, how yeah. effective are those kind of water filters? You know, you're walking around Costco, you see, okay, this is a water filter that comes inside of this, this water. But how, how effective are those? Like you said, it's better than nothing, but it's, are they doing pretty decent or? Well, I mean, look, it's, or yeah, it depends on, on what you're talking about because there's, there's various different kinds of systems out there. And even from what we provide, we provide various different systems for the house for drinking, for whole house treatment, right. that kind of thing, right? And then you have like your Brita pitcher filter mm-hmm. kind of thing, right? Or you have an under sink system, and is it a purification system, or is it a is it a filter? And what's the capacity of that filter, and what is it designed to take out, and what is it going to take out? So, if you're getting a purification system from us, we're going to put that under the sink in your kitchen, and it's going to purify the water to bottled water level quality water. And you're going to drink that water. We would not suggest you do that level of quality for your entire house. Right. That wouldn't make economic sense for anybody to do. You want purified water for your drinking water. And then for your house, you're going to want to take out that scale with a softener. And you're going to want to remove the pesticides, the petroleums, the the disinfection byproducts, the chlorine, all of those things that will affect your health over time. And affect the performance of your water heater and so forth and save you money on your electrical bill. Uh, speaking of which, Michael, um, on this topic of water filtration systems and what people need in their homes, what works best, um, let's talk about what kind of water filtration systems are available and is one better than another. Again, it depends on what your goal is. So are you trying to purify the water for drinking? In which case, I reverse osmosis, getting a reverse osmosis system from a reputable manufacturer. There are lots of these available on Alibaba and whatever sites that the quality of production would be questionable in my opinion. So you're going to want to get it from a reputable provider. You're going to want it installed properly because sometimes we'll go into situations where people bought it. It's Don't a, go on YouTube for that one, okay? Well, yeah. Don't YouTube water filtration. Well, it depends on how handy you home. are, right? But, like, yeah. So um, if they put it in, like, I, we've seen some things where they, they— Oh, I bet. I bet. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, you're going to want to install it properly, and but— Look for a reverse osmosis system from a quality brand and make sure it's installed properly if for drinking water. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at getting a softener and a whole house filter, again, you're going to want licensed plumber. You're going to want a quality contractor to be putting that in for you. Makes sense. Uh, and then for it to be maintained over time. Once you put it in, that's the other thing about these filtration systems, right? They're great out of the box, but the performance degrades over time. So if you're not changing the filters, if you're not maintaining these things, something that you put in five years ago and nobody's checked it mm-hmm. might actually be making your water worse. Interesting. That's definitely something to consider. And when we talk about water, oftentimes uh, pH co- is, is something that is oftentimes heard. pH, pH. Uh, can you talk about what that is for people who don't know and how it impacts your health and overall well-being? 
this is like the hot topic of the last few years in water, right? And pH, so just to back up for a second, pH is a scientific measure of how acidic or basic something is. If it's a base or an acid, the scale goes from 1 to 14, and the middle of the road is 7. So neutral would be 7. In a laboratory setting, you can if you take absolutely pure water, it's going to register a 7. Now, in the real world, that's not actually going to happen, and there's chemistry around ionization potential that I, I, I don't need to get into, but, okay, human body. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing machine. The human body can does amazing things. You know, we... We play sports, we get sick, we get better, we heal ourselves. It's an amazing machine when it's working properly. There's a lot that we can handle. So, and it's also somewhat mysterious, but we can drink coffee, we can drink kombucha, which is highly acidic. You can drink, a kombucha will be made of like apple cider vinegar, orange juice. These things are super acidic. And at the same time, you're going to drink all of these things and your stomach needs to be super acidic and around a pH of two, but then your blood is going to be at approximately 7.4. And in a natural state, you can drink all the orange juice you want and your blood will be at two. I mean, your blood will be at 7.4 and your stomach will be at two. So if you're healthy, your body's self-regulating. If it's not self-regulating, you should be going to see a doctor. (laughs) You shouldn't Mm -hmm. be trying to alter your body's pH by drinking water to affect your pH. Now, further to that, we have the placebo effect. There's all kinds of stuff. I'm losing my hair, right? <laughs> or or you could you could make the argument I've already lost it. There the number of uh hair loss treatments that I find online, right? Or that I get served uh all the time. I somehow YouTube and and these the, Google knows I'm bald. Um but you know, how many of those are actually going to work and how many of those though people believe are going to work and they get some hair growth back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the placebo effect is a very real thing. So for the, it's a concept they teach in medical school where they'll give people like a sugar pill or uh, a, a pill with rice in it or something like that. And it's actually miraculous how often it'll cure a placebo will cure a serious medical condition. So the question is, is if I sell you a mysterious black box that produces water that's magical, and I tell you it is going to make you feel better to drink the water out of this mysterious, wonderful box, and it tastes wonderful because you paid so much for it, is there any actual science that will substantiate the claims that I'm making about this mysterious box? When they do medical studies, right, if you're going to do a cancer drug or whatever, they're going to measure it against a placebo. But the placebo is actually going to cure people's cancer a percentage of the time. So when we talk about alkaline water and pH and all of these things, to bring it back to this topic, how much of it is real and actually can differentiate itself from placebo effect? And how much of it is just, well, you know, some people believe that the water in the you know, fancy glass bottle from Europe tastes better and is better for them. And they feel better when they drink it because they paid $50 or whatever for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Then drinking water out of, uh, you know, drinking purified water that doesn't have a fancy label on it. So 
I still, it like takes me back because when I first started working in restaurants, I used to work at a restaurant that served sparkling water, still water, or tap water. It's like those are the options now, even as uh, it just takes me back to that. The fact that there's so many uh, options that are out there, even when it comes to the water. And then at the same time, not knowing exactly um, <laughs> where the water is coming from and if it's filtrated properly, you know, there's now there's a push on the, on the restaurant side where you're able to provide high quality filtration and they can do still and sparkling in the restaurant, which is a lot more environmentally friendly. Mm -hmm. And it, it makes economic sense for the restaurants as well. Cause then they don't have to bring in these big cases of glass bottles from Italy and whatever, right. They can have sparkling water right then. And we're working with a lot of restaurants on that. Um, yeah. And there are studies, there are some, you know, bottled water just cause it came in a bottle doesn't, there are, you know, various studies out there about the, there was actually one HuffPost had one this weekend around uh, chemicals leaching from the plastic into the water. And um, right. there's, a, there's plenty of our articles about that. Um, and then, you know, not all bottled water manufacturers are doing a good job mm -hmm. um, or they're allowed EPA guidelines, right? They're allowed to have certain contaminants in the water up to EPA limits, which may not be what you necessarily want in your in your water. But the way the way that we do it, the the alkaline water, some people really like it, and, and so it does taste a little bit different. What right? is alkaline water? So when they talk about alkaline water, it being alkaline means it's basic. So it's going to be above that anything above that seven point neutral mark is technically alkaline because it's becoming a base it's the opposite of being an acid so you can you can add minerals to the water you can make it alkaline but did you purify it first does it still have uh does it still have the uh pesticides in it does mm -hmm. it still have um disinfection byproducts in it does it still have chlorine in it it may have a high ph but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's pure and healthy. So what we do, the way we do it at Hawaiian Cool Water and at AAA Best Water, is we make sure that we follow the science of it. There's, there's nothing wrong with alkaline water. It's not bad for you. And some people like it, and we provide it to a lot of customers. But we're going to purify it first before we do that. And a lot of the manufacturers you see out there with their magical alkaline water boxes don't actually purify the water first. They might have a little filter in there. They might have whatever. It's not regulated. So there's nothing that by law says that they have to, especially if they're starting with tap water, mm -hmm. it's safe to drink. But has it been purified? Is it truly a high quality product? Now, they'll market it with the miraculous stories of people <laughs> their hair growing back on their head, which I trust me, I'd be first in line to buy one if it was going to grow my hair back. But like, you know, these things around them being, um, they're perfectly legal. They're perfectly safe. The water tastes great, but is it, is it, is it, is it actually purifying the water? Are you getting a good quality product or are you paying a lot for something that makes you feel good? Then that's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, that's not something that we do, but it's, a. Uh, it's a tough one because there's they have there's a lot of great marketing around that stuff that the science behind it is questionable. Some people make the the argument with alkaline water. They're like, oh well, I don't want to drink the super pure water because 
the minerals, it doesn't have any minerals in it. And so one of the fallacies that got perpetuated online that people started listening to and believing intuitively, they would go, oh, well, there's no minerals in the fresh water. And so it'll draw the minerals from my body and from my bones into that fresh water away from me. And they thought that somehow, therefore, alkaline water was healthier because, well, I don't want to lose the minerals in my bones. Like that, right. that would, that sounds bad. I don't want that. So, but you, if you understand the science now, right, about the fresh water being drawn into your body yeah, and your body self-regulating, how would that fresh water be sucking? It wouldn't be actually sucking minerals away from you. Right. That's not that's not how it works. <laughs> is is that the misconception though? With alkaline I I don't know, that's the misconception That is one water? of the things that yeah, people talk about with alkaline water is they think that. that they think that you shouldn't drink well or it's a knock on drinking pure water or reverse osmosis water that's not alkaline is that somehow it's drawing minerals away from you and not helping you stay healthy when I hopefully we've explained, I've, I've explained it in a way simple enough that it makes sense that that is not, not the, actually how not the science the works. Yeah. Interesting. Now you said this earlier, Michael, um, this process of a reverse, reverse osmosis. Um, so for people listening, can we have more general background, even for me, like what is osmosis and then what's reverse osmosis? Osmosis is the chemical process that your body uses to absorb water. So all humans, all mammals absorb water through their gut, through osmosis. That's the process of which we, we, we take in water. Our body is saline, right? You've, it, it's salty inside of us. The water that makes up most of our body is, is salty. Um, that's why if they put, um, if they're hydrating you in the hospital and they're, they're putting an IV drip, it's saline water. It's not fresh water that's going into you because it's got to match what's already in you. Now that's not as salty as the ocean, which I'll get into, but we absorb fresh water through the intestinal lining because we are salty and the water that we're drinking is fresh water. And, if you're doing it right. And so the fresh water is drawn to the salt water that's in you and it comes through that intestinal lining and into your bloodstream and you absorb it and that's how you hydrate. If you want to do that in reverse, if you wanted to take that saline water that was in you or had contaminants in it, it was like tap water and you wanted to make it into fresh water, you would have to reverse that process. And the way that you do that is by creating pressure across a membrane. So osmosis will happen naturally. Reverse osmosis is the opposite and needs to be, you need to push that water through that membrane in order to get it to go through. But it's going to take out all of the contaminants in the water. So it's what the Navy uses uh, for desalinating salt water on the ships. It is desalination. When we talk about desalination, it is going to be a reverse osmosis process. Way back in the day, they used to they used to um, distill water. That works too, but it takes a lot more energy. It is very costly. Um, reverse osmosis is a lot more energy efficient, and also purifies the water. So um, we build our we design and build our own RO systems at at Hawaiian Cool Water, but we are also 
a dealer uh, for 3M and WaterLogic and these other folks. Um, it's a it's a it's a process that works, but osmosis is also the same reason why um, if you drink salt water from the ocean, you will die because the salt water from the ocean is way saltier than we are. And so what happens is the exact opposite. Your saline water that's in your body right now, right? As that salt water comes into your intestines, it is saltier than your body. So the saline, the, the, the fresher water that's part of you is drawn to the salt water in your intestines and it sucks the fresh water right out of you and you dehydrate and die. Reverse osmosis is 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 very commonly used in bottled water plants. That's fascinating, though, yeah. about the, yeah the, the that whole process of of the the salt water coming in and then the ceiling in us being drawn to it. Yeah, Michael, you know, uh, personally for me, I'm a former athlete, played high school, played in college, uh, and then especially when you get to that collegiate level, that's when they're really stressing the idea of hydration because you're practicing nonstop. Um, you're, li- you're lifting, you're working out, like food's going in and then you're sweating, you're going to practice and you're going to lift and you're going to conditioning, then you're going to class and then you're coming back to do film and then you start it all over again the very next day. But hydration became um, really at kind of like the forefront for even like athletic performance. I mean, w- we see it watching NFL games all the time. Guys are cramping up ca- kind of left and right. Um, from what you're seeing, what are like the five easy tips uh, for anybody, regardless of athletic prowess or just the everyday office worker to to anyone else of, of the best ways to stay hydrated? And how much water should we be drinking? Well, that's going to depend on the individual, right? While it is technically possible to drink too much water, unless you are forcing yourself, you're in general not going to overhydrate. So... In general, you want to err on drinking more, not less, and drinking as much as you can feel comfortable drinking during the day. Um, For some people, that's like a whole gallon of water. If you're, you know, a larger athlete or that kind of thing, but especially if you're sweating a lot, you need to. I mean, if you're working out right, you're breaking down your muscles, and you need to flush those 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 toxins out so that your body can regenerate better. It's super important for athletes, right? And then you're you're also losing minerals through your sweat mm-hmm. a lot. So that's part of it, right? Making sure you're getting those those minerals back in. Now, now you're talking about electrolytes, minerals, the, but that is that is not you're not you can get it from like a drink that is going to have that in higher concentrations, but you also just need the water. So you're doing it through diet, you're replenishing all those electrolytes, right? Mm-hmm. But not necessarily just through the water. The water's for hydration. Um, some people said there's different apps now on, you know, you can set up alarm to remind you to drink water. I, I would say like even myself, I'm in this business and I don't, I, I'll get home some days and go, oh my God, I didn't drink any water today. <laughs> um, so it is one of those things that is uh, super important um, and uh, it will help you perform better at work, even if you're not an athlete, like your mental capacity is increased. If you're well hydrated, um, you will feel better. You will have more energy. Um, it's, it's a, it's a really basic thing that people can do to help them help themselves feel better, feel healthier, perform better, have more energy. Um, just drinking good quality water. 
um, and staying hydrated is, is, uh, it's just, it's one of those super basic things that like a lot of people forget. It oftentimes about. just goes overlooked. Yeah. So the five, t- the five easy tips were setting a phone, a phone alarm with reminders throughout the day, filling up a jug with a goal amount of water in the morning and drinking it by the day's end. Um, Making sure that your water is, that it tastes good, that it's pure, that it's a high quality water. Uh, and then it's the right temperature. People actually have a pretty high preference for what temperature they want their water. Not too hot, not too cold. Some people like to drink hot water. Like they, they prefer that, especially in Hawaii. We have a lot of folks with very high, compared to the mainland. That is fascinating to me because I need my water ice cold. I'm one of those. I need it like ice all the way to the top. <laughs> and, and and I've got customers that feel that way, and then we have other customers where if it's too cold, they they nah, they don't they 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 have to have that. But you know, it's fascinating. We buy um, we buy all this equipment from the mainland for the water coolers for offices, and I get asked by the manufacturers that go, why why do you order all these ones with that that are how come y- you don't get any cold onlys? Like you're always getting hot and colds like. They, they don't, and, and, and we sold more of this model that they had a few years ago that had extra hot. And we like, we're like by far and away that like dealer that moved the most volume of those. And they could, the manufacturers couldn't figure it out. They were like, but it's, it's warm in Hawaii. It's not like, I would have thought the Minnesota dealer would have been selling a whole lot more of those, <laughs> but Hawaii, they, we enjoy hot water. Um, folks use it to make, um, make Simon ramen for lunch. Um, but, uh, kind of a quirky thing about Hawaii people, people here, we, we, we like our hot water. Interesting. Michael, we want to thank you for the time. Thanks for dropping by here again. Connecting the dots is a UHA sponsored podcast. UHA was founded by physicians and the caring that physicians have for people really powers our company. We help businesses create healthier workplaces. We make accessing care simple for our members, and we strongly support our community. This year, UHA celebrates 25 years of better health, building connections with people through a caring heart. That's UHA Health Insurance. Visit uhahealth.com.